Hello, and welcome to The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Tuesday, September 22nd, around 12 a.m., Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. Hey, join me and become a part of this show. Text me or leave me a voicemail by hitting up the number 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Or email thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. And you can use that information to tell me about what's going on with you. Send me a positive story. Send me recommendations for things to be entertained by. I can use them. Also, you got something going on in your sex life or in your relationship? or both, send me a question. Be part of the uh, the back page edition. You can also keep up with what we're doing on this show. Get reminders or peeks at what the topics are going to be, what we cover every single night by following The Good Night Show at The Good Night Pod, just like you'd spell it, N-I-G-H-T-P-O-D. The Good Night Pod over on Instagram, Instagram, Instagrams and Twitter. It's like an old-timey porn uh, social media. Um, all right. Hey, bingo night, September 24th spots available for that and game night, Wednesday, September 30th, go to danielvankirk.com If you want to get in on those, cause I want you to be there. Let's welcome to the show. My producer and my friend, Mr. Noah Everhart. Noah, good night to you. Good night to you, Daniel. Um, you doing good, man. How you been? Just a, just a, a friend check-in. I've been, I've been good. I mean, you know, last week was really, really busy. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a lot of work to do, yeah. but you know, this week, hopefully just be a, a little bit lighter and I can kind of relax a little bit more, but otherwise, yeah, I'm just, I'm just chugging along. Nice, man. Glad to hear yeah. it. So the best we can do is the best we can do. Mm-hmm. And that's, we need to, we need to always remind ourselves of that. Um, well, I'm glad to hear it. I love the day. I love these uh, Tuesday episodes. They're fun. We get to talk about uh, all the stuff in pop culture that we can remember on certain dates, and then maybe even well, not maybe we definitely will pick one of those things and talk a lot about it. All right, here we go. Monday, September twenty first, in nineteen thirty seven, J J R R Tolkien's The Hobbit was published. Noah, have you read The Hobbit? Um, I've read. Yeah, I read it for school a long time ago. Ooh, that's cool. I never got it. We didn't get assigned anything fun like that. Um, Well, it was published on this date in 1937. The book that established Middle Earth and the entire Lord of the Rings universe started off as a bedtime story for Tolkien's kids. Only 1,500 copies were were published by George Allen and Unwin in London. Tolkien himself, Tolkien, designed the dust jacket of the book and illustrated it. Spectacular reviews attracted adults and children, which prompted Tolkien to work on a sequel. Noah, how much do you think a first edition of The Hobbit is worth? Knowing that they only did 1,500 copies. Fifteen. I mean, it's got to be worth like half a million. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, you got to be in six figures, right? Yeah. I mean... I love when people say six figures. There's such a difference between a hundred thousand and nine hundred and fifty thousand. Like, yeah. people, I we don't tend to think about just how many thousands are in. Like, there's a there's a thousand there's a thousand of thousands and a hundred thousand. So yeah, um, yeah. I bet it's worth. If you made me guess, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
You know what? You're pretty close. I, I just Googled it, um, and there's a Huffington Post article saying from, well, it was about five years ago, but a, a first edition copy of The Hobbit sold for um, uh, 2010, sorry, $210,000. Wow. So, yeah. I, I, I like my guess. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, also on the date on the date of September 21st, Bill Murray was born best known for his performances in Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day. The comedian was born in Evanston, Illinois. He be- he became famous for his Emmy winning performance Emmy winning performances on Saturday Night Live from 77 to 80 in which was early in his career. He then was featured in various roles in films such as Meatball Tootsie uh, what about Bob? Later in his career, he earned an Oscar nomination and won a Golden Globe and a BAFTA for his role in Lost in Translation in 2003. I mean, he's just one of the best, guys. He's just one of the best. And the scene that turned everything for him was when he spoke directly to camera on Saturday Night Live and said, hi, I'm one of the new guys and and, I, and you guys don't like me very much. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um also on the 21st in 1970, Monday Night Football first aired, premiering on ABC. The Cleveland Browns defeated the New York Jets. I mean, come on. One of the, to this day, one of the greatest matchups, the Jets versus the Browns. Who doesn't get jazzed up for that? Advertisers were charged $65,000 per minute by ABC during the clash and costs that uh, proved to be a bargain when the contest collected 33% of the view and audience. Wow. Tuesday, September 22nd in 1989, Baywatch debuted on NBC. Yeah. In 1989, Family Ties premiered on NBC. And in 1994, Friends premiered on NBC. And in 1989, The West Wing premiered. September 22nd is a big premiere date, y'all. You get, you could, you can, you can only keep two of those shows, Noah. Baywatch, Family Ties, Friends, and The West Wing. Hmm. I mean, the only one I've really watched, like, most of is is the West Wing, to be honest. Okay, like, so you're maybe taking I'd keep, the West Wing. Maybe I'd keep Friends. I don't know, uh, but I haven't watched that much Friends either. To, be to honest. me, it's tough. So, it's yeah. it's maybe Family Ties and Friends, but then you're just getting comedy. So if you go yeah. West Wing, maybe maybe I'm nuts and I go Baywatch and Family Ties. Mm. Maybe I'm nuts. Who knows. Um, in 1985, the first Farm Aid concert was held. Farm Aid took place in Champaign, Illinois, baby, and raised money for uh, fa- for family farmers in the United States. The concert was organized by Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, and Neil Young. Spurred on by Bob Dylan's comments at Live Aid earlier that year, he hoped some of the money would help American farmers in danger of losing their farms through mortgage debt. The first concert was at the University of Illinois Memorial Stadium in Champaign on September 22nd before a crowd of 80,000 people. Performers include Bob Dylan, Billy Joel, B.B. King, Roy Orbison, and Tom Petty, among others, and raised over $9 million for U.S. family farmers. Be a great show. Great show. I bet you could watch it on YouTube. Wednesday, September 23rd in 1994, Shawshank Redemption was released in the U.S. One of Frank Darabont's greatest thrillers, the Shawshank Redemption had a limited release in North America starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. The prison break movie wasn't an instant box office hit, but went on to receive seven Oscar nominations and become critically acclaimed favorite over time. I mean, forced, but also it is great. 
1980, Bob Marley performed his final concert. The reggae great performed, I'd say icon legend, performed his last concert before his death at Stanley Theater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The show was captured on the live album Live Forever or Live Forever, depending on how you want to look at it, at the Stanley Theater in Pittsburgh, PA, September 23rd, 1980. Suffering from acral, how do you say this, Noah? Lentigenous? Something like that. Lentigenous yeah. melanoma. Marley passed away on May 11th, 1981 at 36. Guys, young. Thursday, September 24th in 1988, 60 Minutes premiered on CBS. The longest-running primetime show on TV in the U.S. was created by Don Hewitt. The news magazine initially aired on alternate Tuesday nights. It consisted of three 15-minute stories, but soon became a weekly show. It's won over over 138 Emmy Awards, and it's still great. I recommend, if you got a DVR, maybe you have YouTube TV, just click record. Record all on 60 minutes and every once in a while you don't have to do it every week check in with it but also they do a 60 minutes podcast it's essentially just the audio version of the televised show so some things you might feel like you're missing but it's still a great listen in 1951 on thursday september 24th the first sex change procedure was performed former gi george georgensen became the first widely known sex change recipient in the U.S. The procedure was performed in Denmark under the supervision of Dr. Christian Hamburger. That's on brand because, I mean, they're in Denmark. Well, no, Denmark's not. Forget what everything I said. Several months later, the New York... I'm just trying, friends. The New York Daily News ran a front-page story with the headline, XGI becomes blonde bombshell about her uh, making Christine an instant celebrity. Okay. Friday, September 25th in 1987, The Princess Bride premiered in the U.S., grossing over $206,000 in its first weekend. Times were different, guys. The film was initially a modest success, but received critical acclaim. The story within a story was about a grandfather reading a book to his sick grandson, Kevin Arnold. It featured, uh, how do you say Carrie's last Elwes. name? Yeah. Carrie Elwes. I've always wondered. Carrie Elwes and mm-hmm. Robin Wright as a farmhand who goes on to rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup. The movie went on to become famous after its release as a home video and for Elwes' line, As You Wish. In 1976, U2 was formed. 14-year-old Dublin native Larry Mullen Jr. posted a note on his school's notice board that he was looking for musicians and six people responded, including Paul Hewson, Bono, Adam Clayton, No Holland, or L, uh, added in, and and brothers David, The Edge, and Dick Evans. Initially, the group called themselves Feedback and rehearsed in Larry's kitchen. They renamed the group as The Hype before settling on the name U2 in 1978 as a four-piece ensemble they released their debut album boy in 1980 since then they've become one of the best-selling bands in history and have won 22 grammys we're going to take a quick little break when we come back we're going to look at some of the best movies based on books of all time in regards to the hobbit being published and the princess bride premiere and was Shawshank Redemption a book? No, I'm thinking of Green Mile. All right, we'll talk about it all when we get back right after this. Hold up. 
I want to tell you about high noon hard seltzer made with real vodka and real juice because there's a lot of fake out there, but things just got real. High noon sun sips are the easy drinking, great tasting, sun toasting, blue sky celebrating, memory making awesomeness in a can. Hard seltzers can be made from just about any mixture of soda, water, and alcohol. Some brands use malt liquors and sugar to flavor their drinks, but High Noon uses real vodka and real fruit juice for 100 calories of easy drinking, take anywhere deliciousness. High Noon Sun Sips are offered in four refreshing flavors, grapefruit, pineapple, black cherry, and watermelon, and the juice in each High Noon Sun Sip is real. They use a mix of juices to make each flavor, but everything comes from real fruit. High Noon Sun Sips come in packs of four and a variety 12 pack, and on the website, you can search for places near you to buy High Noon with their Where to Buy page. You can also check out your favorite grocery store, liquor store, or stay safe and practice distance socializing by checking with your preferred alcohol delivery service. High Noon is currently available in 32 states, but if they're not available where you are, contact them and see how they can help. So check out HighNoonSpirits.com and enjoy responsibly. High Noon Hard Seltzer. Things just got real. Hey, we're back. Pen Pals is live on Zoom Friday, September 25th. Come hang with us, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And the very next night, Live People is... Live People, that works. Uh, Dumb People Town is live on Zoom with me and the Sklars and Mike Berbiglia. That's Saturday, September 26th, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Get all the information that I just screwed up, but given to you in a more proper and effective way over at danielvankirk.com. And if there are tickets left, excuse me, if there are tickets left, I hope you get one. All right. I don't know. My my voice has decided to get extremely raspy. Maybe because I'm I, I want to sound old and gruffly and authoritative. I don't know. But according to bookbub.com, we are now going to run through what they say. I don't think we'll get to all 40, but these are 40 of the all-time favorite book to movie adaptations. I don't think they are listed in order based off of where they're starting. But here we go. The first one they have listed here, To Kill a Mockingbird. Noah, have you read it? Yes, in school. You have this, I read that in school as well. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I think we also watched it in school. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not. I, uh, I've never seen it, but I should. The 1962 adaptation of Harper Lee's classic Pulitzer Prize winning novel focuses on the deft character work Lee creates in the book by bringing Atticus Finch, Scout, and Boo Radley to life. And following the novel's slow burn plot structure, the film transplants the book's two strongest elements into a movie we still can't get enough of. The next one they have listed here, The Godfather. I have not read it. Have you read it, Noah? I have not. Me either. Um, The first two films of Francis Ford Coppola adapted from the novel elevate the sword story into an operatic triumphs that some consider to be two of the best films ever made. Both films won Oscars for Best Picture, part two being the first sequel to do so and best adapted screenplay. The next one they have listed here, Little Women. Have not read that. Have not seen the movie. Noah? I saw the movie. It was good. The 2019 one with Greta Gerwig? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of great people in it. It says here that she did something remarkable with her adaptation of Louise May Alcott's classic novel. Spoilers follow. I won't give them away. Just check it out. Color Purple. I don't think I've seen it. I feel like I've seen parts of it. I've never read it. 
Where do you, what about you, Noah? I think I'm about the same. I I know I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't think I've seen the the whole movie and I haven't read it. Well, for those of you who don't know, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, he created a stellar adaptation of Alice Walker's novel and one that is extremely faithful to the film in terms of both plot and character. All right, next up, never read it, seen it more times than I can count, The Wizard of Oz. Noah? I've seen it a lot. I have not read it. Me either. Yeah. Relatively faithful to the source material, the reason the 1939 The Wizard of Oz adaptation remains such a powerful part of shared cinematic consciousness is because of how it brings Al Frank Baum's imagination to life. It's easy to forget at eight decades later just how incredible this film looked to audiences at the time. Drenched in color, the film has visual morsels tucked into every inch of frame. You can watch the movie a dozen times and still notice new flourishes. This rich visual approach nails the airy, delightful tone of the novel. It's such a great movie the remains of the day haven't seen it haven't read it don't know that i ever will for either one noah yeah i'm in i'm in the same boat now let's go to the next one first of all remains of the day it's great people i just know that if you want it try it out we just i want to get through as many of these as possible sense and sensibility either one nope (laughs) me either but in speech team i was in dramatic duet acting and there was a there was these two girls we went up against all the time and they did a scene from sense and sensibility and they would like switch off we are doing a scene from the jane austen classic sense and sensibility i remember that and then i remember one of the lines from one of the scenes one of them says to the other what do you know of my heart and that's all i know <laughs> I know. Uh, and this makes sense. It was, in nine, it was in 95 when Emma Thompson's screenplay adaptation of the Jane Austen novel directed by Ang Lee. It alters many of the characters in subtle but effective ways to make them more appealing to modern sensibilities while maintaining the dynamics and tensions of the original book. All right, Forrest Gump. Have you read it, Noah? I honestly did not even realize it was a book. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. yeah I had no clue. I knew it was a book. I've never read it. Obviously, I've seen the movie. I'm sure Noah has seen it as well. Mm-hmm. It won six Ox- Oscars, Oscars, including Best Picture and remains uh, divisive in some ways. You either find it charming and filled with wisdom or you don't. What can be argued, what can't be argued rather, is that it's a film that took strong source material and created an ambitious and creative visual story. Yeah, I mean, that's Zemeckis, baby. Okay. What about... How do you, what is this? Persepolis? Uh, Persepolis. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never read it and I haven't seen it. Have you? I haven't read it. I have seen it and uh, I remember it being really good. Yeah. It's based on a graphic novel, I believe. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar. Uh, Dr. Zivago. Have not read it. Have not seen it. No. Yeah. Um, tell me if you have. Here we go. Princess Bride. We already talked about this movie. I have not read it, but I've definitely seen it. Noah. Did I leave oh, I've, uh, No, I'm here. Have I've, you read I've it? definitely seen I have not read it, but I've seen it yeah. a lot of times. What yeah. about Hidden Figures? That's another one they have listed here. Did you see the movie? I didn't catch that one. It's very good. Highly, That's highly, highly recommend it. Um, I imagine the book. I would I would guess the movie's so good. I, I bet the book's even better. I have never read Schindler's List and I've never Neither seen the I. movie. You gotta see the movie. All right. The movie's I will. so good. I will. Yeah. 
Lissa, if you're out there, make sure that I watch Schindler's List. Be a fun night for everybody. Harry Potter. I've read them all. I've seen them all. Noah. I have as well. Yes. uh, You know, right now it feels problematic. But yeah, because of JK Rowling. But and they're good books. They're good Mm -hmm. books. Uh, If somebody's ever looking for something, they made a movie of this too. And it's a book. The movie is shit. (laughs) But if you're ever like, I want some Harry Potter ish in my life. Um, or I want some Lord of the Ringish in my life, or I want some Game of Thrones ish in my life. Aragon, great book, great book. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Okay, great expectations. Read the book, never seen the movie. Noah, same. I read the book in college. I had to do like a paper on it at some point. Mm. Like, yeah. What about the Devil Wears Prada? You know, I just watched that. I've for never the first seen it. Time. It's great, uh, right? Yeah, it was really good. I've never seen it, never read it. Lord of the Rings, read them all, seen them all. The movies stand alone for their own majesty of what they are. Like I it, unlike almost any other book versus source material for me. In fact, yeah. I think the first movie is better than the first book. Wow. Yeah. Just all that Tom Bant Bondabil shit. It's like where are we going here? It was no surprise to me that they cut that out. Have you read that them all and seen them all? No, I imagine you have. I've seen them all. I haven't actually read them all. Uh, weirdly enough, I think I've maybe read the first two. I don't think I ever finished and read the, the last book. You got something weirdly to do, enough. man. Yeah, I got to go back. Um, Shawshank Redemption. I have not read the book. And I was right. I was thinking this. And why wasn't it mentioned when we were talking about it earlier? Shawshank is... Because it's not called... It's called something else, right? I know, but it's it's Stephen King. And I was right. like, oh, I must be thinking of Green Mile. And then I said a Green Mile thing later. But uh, I knew it was Stephen King. Yeah. Um, And I don't know why it wasn't mentioned in that thing we, we earlier that we were reading about it. But, I mean, yeah, Darabont did amazing, but... um. Stephen King, baby. I, I have not read it. Love the movie. Did you say? I was so upset about realizing it was Stephen King. Did you say if you've read it? No, I have not read it. Um, it says here, uh, Frank Darabont's 1994 adaptation. Uh, oh, yeah. The original title is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. It's a modern classic cinema, a film rich with symbolism. King himself didn't think the story could be a feature-length film, but Darabont expanded the plot and some of the characters without losing the spirit of the story. The final result is a film that shows how the collaborative process of making a movie can sometimes result in something greater than the sum of its parts. No Country for Old Men. The I love the movie. Yeah. Uh, I have not read the book. Same. Can I... I, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler, so I'm going to say this to people. A lot of people have an issue with the ending of the movie, right? They're like, what the fuck? Like, all of a sudden, it's just over. Out of nowhere, it feels like. Hope I'm not giving anything away, but I want to make this point. I bet that the book ends the same way. And if you were reading the book, you would know you're on the last page, so it wouldn't catch you off guard. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it sounds like a Cormac McCarthy thing to do. It's so good. Goodfellas. I want to read this. 
wise guy. I want to read that. I want to read No Country for Old Men. I need to. Yeah. Lissa, if you're out there, please help me. Um. Uh, that's what Wise Guy was. Uh, I'm sorry. That's what Goodfellas was based on. You've seen Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. Have you read yeah. the book? No. Because Wise Guy is about Henry Hill, who right. Ray Liotta plays. Mm-hmm. Fight Club. Have not read the book. Love the movie. Where you fall on that, Noah? I I I read the book. I think in high school. Not not like in like not for high school, but I think I read it while, yeah, I, while was I was in high school. school. Yeah. Yeah, they have a and picture of Brad here, here that's insane. Yeah. Um, don't look now. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. It's not rigging any bells. One of the most influential horror films of the 20th century, Don't Look Now, is a great example of the power of misdirection and editing. It's entirely faithful to Daphne du Maurier. I tried short story but does expand it and emphasize themes that are less obvious than the original. The end result is a remarkable film that takes a story about grief and how it distorts our lives and turns into a shocker that stays with you long after the film is done. I've never heard of don't look now, but I want to remember to watch that mash. Didn't know it was a book. I've never seen the movie. So that answers that for me. What about you, Noah? Um, I don't I, no, I haven't seen I haven't read it and I haven't seen the movie. We're gonna I'm just gonna breeze through a couple more here yeah. just so we can say Bridge Over the River Kwai. Uh I really would love to see that film. I need to add that to my list, but I've uh, never read the book. Social network, I want to rewatch that movie. I've been telling myself that for weeks, oddly enough, but I did never read the book. I love the movie. I think it's great. Exorcist, seen it, never read it. Wonder Boys, saw it, haven't haven't read it, probably never will. Room, still haven't seen it. Probably will never read it, but I would like to watch it. L.A. Confidential, I bet, is a great book by James Elroy that I haven't read, but I really like that movie. It took me a lot of times to figure out what was going on. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Love the movie. They're actually doing a... I think Sarah Paulson is playing Nurse Ratchet, where they're doing like a series based on just that character. Um, mm-hmm. Never read the book. Uh, Psycho. Have never read the book. Didn't know that it was a book. Love the movie. Silence of the Lambs. The book is way better than the movie, and the movie is amazing. Read that book if you want to get... If you're in the mood, I'll just say that. Never heard of Metropolis from 1927. It's a book and a movie. Uh, Didn't know the Crazy Rich Asians was a book. Haven't seen the movie, but I would like to. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Didn't know that was a book. I've never seen the movie, but again... I would like to American psycho knew it was a book. Have not read it. Heard that it is wildly insane. The movie is crazy off the rails and very good, but I've heard that like the ways in which he kills people in the book is extremely hard to stomach. Are you familiar with that? Noah? I've seen the movie and I I know that, yeah, Brett Easton Ellis is a very, you know, evocative Mm -hmm. writer. So that doesn't surprise me. Perks of being a wallflower. I've heard that movie's great. Never seen it. Um, and I've also never read the book. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Great. That's all. <laughs> Jackie Brown. Uh, based off L. L. Moore Leonard's Rum Punch. Um, hmm. Love the movie. Oh, it's just beautiful. Uh, didn't know it was a book, but I'd be open to that just because of how much I love it. Train spotting. I didn't know it was a book. I saw the movie once a long time ago. 
Uh, and that'll do it. So yeah, these were kind of all sorts of weird orders, but that was great. If you have any, if you've read any of those books that I breezed through or I haven't, let me know what you think about it. If you've seen any of the movies of books I haven't seen, let us know about that too. Yeah, man. I, and obviously, in my opinion, the greatest adaptation of all time, Stephen King's short story, novella, if you will, The Body, which became Stand By Me. Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Lissa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by C.M. Dugan. Check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you'll find our weekend edition as well as exclusive back page and mystery episodes plus much more. Three Patreon tiers are available and the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. The Good Night Show is not part of any network, which means your support goes directly to the people and the costs that keep this show on the air another way to support is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and also just tell everyone you know about this little show thank you again for listening i'm daniel van kirk and remember no man is a failure who has friends good night